When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And on your smart speaker, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike weekday, 6A to 10A Eastern Time on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. And we are fortunate enough right now to be joined live from Philadelphia, the NovaCare Complex in Philly, ESPN NFL reporter. You know him, you've seen him, you've heard him. He's phenomenal. Sal Palantonio joins us before the Eagles and Chiefs, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Super Bowl rematch Monday on ESPN. Sal, who's had a better season so far, Philly or Kansas City? Philly. That's easy. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like the people in the town you live don't actually feel that way. That's that's (laughs) the answer. That's their it. They got a better better record, uh, you know, and I I, I think – you know, they've overcome some um, some real adversity. And, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are right there. But well, I, I would take Philly over Kansas City right now. Do, do the Philly fans feel that way, though? Do they agree with you? Because we hear from Philly fans that are not satisfied with this team, which I think is crazy. Well, people who call in mostly have a beef, right? They're not going to call unless uh, they want to defend the team. I think there, there is a lot of angst in Philadelphia, for lack of a better term. Uh, for a couple of reasons, right? They're eight and one. Uh, they have proven to beat the Miami Dolphins. Came in here high flying on Sunday Night Football, and the Eagles boat raced them. And they beat Dallas Cowboys uh, Week Nine in the Sunday afternoon game, and you know held on to win at the end. And I thought that Jalen Hurts' first drive, excuse me, at the big at the beginning of the second half was a thing of beauty, coming off. Uh, you know the knee discomfort that he had when he went into the second half, when he went to the halftime locker room. So you know they have proven that they can win the big game. They coughed up that game against the Jets, so they would be nine and zero. But they have issues going into this game. We're, we're going to find out today more about Jalen Hurts' knee, and we are certainly going to find out on Sunday that they have fixed the pass defense because right now it's not very good. Sal, Jalen Hurts' knee, I think, is a major storyline the second half of the season. We saw how valuable his legs were against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. Playing this game with an extra week of rest could make a big difference. Do you get the sense that this Eagles offense could look something like it did in the Super Bowl last year if, indeed, Jalen Hurts gets that knee to a place where he can take it off and run the way that he did do last year? You know, Hembo, I think he ran a little bit against the Cowboys for sure. Uh, with the bad knee, scrambled a couple of times. But the design runs are way down, primarily because of the knee. There's no doubt about it. And when you have the design runs down, whether it's zone read or RPO, uh, or whether he's just keeping the ball on his own, that means the defense really doesn't have to worry about him as a runner. And I think it's really incumbent upon the Eagles coaching staff, particularly the run offensive coordinator Jeff Stoutland who's also the offensive line coach to design some things in the running game whether they're jet sweeps reverses 
running back option plays, uh, you know, those kinds of things, short passes, bubble screens, that kind of thing where they get the running backs involved. But they need to do something, in my view, to be more creative with the run game so it does look more like it did last year because it was very valuable in the Super Bowl. Talk with Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter here on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Sal, in 2023, as we sit here today, what does Andy Reid mean to the people of Philadelphia? You know, it's a mixed bag, obviously, because he lost the Super Bowl in 2004. Uh, They were going downhill when he was finally fired by the Philadelphia Eagles. And he had sort of a star-crossed relationship with fans here. He didn't get it done, even though he had Donovan McNabb, obviously the best quarterback in Eagles history. And he had Jim Johnson, arguably, uh, if you uh, want to argue about it. I mean, other than Buddy Ryan, one of the best defensive coordinators in the history of the franchise. And their defense was very, very good with Brian Dawkins on it. And they probably should have beaten the Patriots, but they had a bad offensive plan. So there's a lot of that. Plus, he was, you know, he was pretty grumpy while he was here. He's nothing like he is in in Kansas City. He's had a rebirth because I think of a lot of the young players, including Patrick Mahomes, around him. But I think most people have warmed up to the idea that Andy Reid has earned his stripes. Certainly earned his ticket to Canton, Ohio. He will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, as soon as he retires, he'll be green-lighted right in. I'm on the Hall of Fame committee, as you know, and I will push very hard for him to be right away a Hall of Famer. So I think, you know, I think people understand what he's accomplished there. And it's, you know, listen, Belichick benefited from Brady. Reed is benefiting from Mahomes. Hey, Doug Peterson won Super Bowl 52 because he benefited from the magic of Nick Foles and from the hard work of Carson Wentz and the great defense and play of Brandon Graham and others. you got to have great players. you got to be in symbiosis with them, and Andy Reid has benefited. It's such phenomenal insight. You almost forget that Andy Reid was grumpy because we think about him now smiling in the commercials, and he's kind of embraced who he is. It's such interesting historical insight. Who's more likely to hold the NFL all-time wins record for a longer period of time, Bill Belichick or Andy Reid? Wow. I think, you know, if you look at it, wow, that's a great question, Hembo. I was, I'm going to say Andy Reid, right, because Patrick Mahomes is relatively young. I mean, we could see Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback, knock on wood, for what, at least eight to ten more years. And Andy Reid's going to, you know, they're not going to let him go, certainly. So you could easily see Andy Reid getting – 25 or 30 more wins, doesn't that put him over? Well, right uh, now, well, right now, Sal, Reed is at 254, Belichick is oh. at 300. So it's going to take, it's gonna take it Reed gonna quite take. some time to get there, but he also doesn't seem obviously interested in doing much of anything else except coaching football. Yeah, no. Well, I didn't realize that number was that low. Um, I don't know if Belichick's going to get there, Hembo. I don't know about that. There's, there's your hot take of the day. <laughs> It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen with you, talking with Sal Palantonio live in Philly, getting ready for that Eagles and Chiefs Monday night football game, ESPN 815 Eastern on Monday. Good or a bad thing for the Chiefs right now that their defense is better than their offense? Oh, it's always a good thing. You know, um, there are very few teams that win with a better defense than offense, but when you're only giving up 
win the Super Bowl. I mean, when when you when you give up fifteen point nine points per game, that's pretty good. That doesn't mean that means that your offense doesn't have to be perfect all of the time. So it's good complementary football, and you know they'll get better offensively. Hey, in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, Evan. Andy Reid came out with two tight end sets, max protection, ran the ball with Isaiah Pacheco, flipped the script, and then the Eagles didn't account for Patrick Mahomes as a runner because they thought he might have been injured with that ankle. He rips off that 26-yard carry. They get 17 points in the fourth quarter. Reid is the master, really, I think. He's like Sean Payton in that respect. Superb play caller, but also really good at reading what he has to do on the fly. And he wasn't always that way. If That's another thing, Hembo, when you're talking about the legacy of Andy Reid. When he was in Philly, you remember all those times where he didn't believe in getting a wide receiver. He didn't believe in running the football. You know, he would give up leads after in the fourth, uh, in the fourth quarter because he wouldn't run the ball. I think this time around, he's learned his lesson, and he's able to adjust so well that it really is diabolical in my view yeah I mean he's definitely evolved well Patrick Mahomes obviously <laughs> helped him evolve to quite some extent yes. Sal I want to X and O this with you for just a little bit because this Chiefs uh, pass defense is as good as it has been with Patrick Mahomes but that's in part because they like to play really light they're 31st this year in the league in run stop they're bad between the tackles they're bad in short yardage, and so long as the Eagles, Sal, don't have to sort of play from a deficit and become sort of obvious pass, I kind of view this as like sort of an ice bath game for the Chiefs' defense. Did you see it the same way? Do you see a scenario here in which the Eagles can run it for, say, like 150 to 200 yards against a defense that has shown that one major vulnerability? Run defense between that's, the tackles. I think that's a good plan. I like it. But I haven't seen Brian Johnson have a propensity to do that this season. He gets away from the run, even though the run has been somewhat successful in certain cases. So I haven't seen it. Uh, I'd like to see more of it. I think they are afraid um, once they see the box loaded up and they get out of runs very quickly, and teams have been loading up the box because Jalen hasn't been running. To me, I would try to impose your will on this team. I agree with it. They have a very light box, and I think that that's a team that you can run on for sure, but I haven't seen Brian Johnson uh, uh, willing to do that. By the way, you guys didn't even react to the fact that I said that Belichick may not, may not pass Shula. I mean, what, that, was, that was amazing to me. I thought I would get a reaction. Well, let, me, let me explain why. Evan, come on. I thought I would get something. Come well, on. I'm going to explain why. As a Patriots fan and as a Belichick lover like I am, that made me just slouch down in my chair here, really upset. Like, God, this guy that knows this league inside and out, that has covered this forever, is now putting a cap on the number of wins Bill Belichick has, and it's not that many. That just broke me, Sal. That's why I am broken oh, no, as a result no. of that. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that on a Thursday morning to you, Evan. I apologize. <laughs> I just, you, you just look at the reality of what's going on in New England. I mean, they can't put the football in the end zone. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about the bar is super low right now. 
Yeah, uh, won- wonderful. Know. Great. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I will tell you, Hembo has had it because Hembo and I got into a disagreement earlier this week off the air that we have brought on on the air because Hembo has said that he believes the Pats have not drafted well. I said that I don't believe that is true. I believe that the quarterback is actually pretty poor and he's not brought the best out of the players. And Hembo had the best point I've heard made about the Pats all week, maybe all month, maybe all year is that they're still drafting for Brady because the players they have now would be excellent with Tom Brady. He's just not their quarterback. Evan, let me give you one piece of advice. I learned a long time ago not to get into an argument with Hembo. Okay, <laughs> it's like getting an argument with one of my children. It's not going to. Ha- he's always going to win because he's always got something in his back pocket that's going to trump you no matter what. It's true. Well, I was taught a long it's time true. ago in radio, and I believe this is what helped get me here. <laughs> Start arguments. Don't try to win arguments. Right? So I'm, not, I'm not trying to win an argument. So last two quickies here for me, non-Eagles, uh, Chiefs, or Patriots here. Um, you have more faith right now in Josh Allen turning the ball over or, or uh, C.J. Stroud not turning the ball over? C.J. Stroud not turning the ball over. Um, you know, what C.J. Stroud has done, so he's got three straight games, and Hembo's going to correct me here, I think. <laughs> three straight games of 350 yards passing or more. That ties the rookie record set by Luck and, I believe, Cam Newton. All he needs is one more, and, and he gets the rookie record. What he's doing is really great, and we watch him on the matchup show very closely. And Darius Butler did a great piece with him last week where we just showed that the, the velocity on his football – matches the accuracy in an uncanny way and his ability to manipulate the safety in the red zone is already at a master class level. So he's using shoulder turns. He's using pump fakes. He's using his eyes to manipulate safeties in the red zones that opens up the middle of the field so that he can score. And I think that's pretty remarkable for a guy who's played half a season. Last thing, Sal, what are the Browns supposed to do now? You know, I watched that game last week, and I couldn't believe how good they did offensively against that Baltimore defense at M&T Bank Stadium. And so I thought, you know, this could be the start of something really big because uh, they took the ball away from Lamar Jackson. They seemed to play good complimentary football. Deshaun Jackson even said it after the game. I had a signature moment. I had a signature win. We had a signature win as a team. And I kind of feel bad for uh, Stefanski and Schwartz and Miles Garrett and, and that whole group of players that they have to reconfigure what they do offensively. But, you know, keep hope alive. You know, <laughs> Josh Dobbs, one small step for Josh Dobbs is one giant leap for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a really out. amazing. Break out the tang for everybody. Come on now. Uh, you know, I said last thing. I do have one other thing. I should never say last thing on me. Um, do you think it's a coincidence that a few days after Hembo takes a picture with Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey is named to the sexiest man alive mm. list? At your function, <laughs> Sal. At your function. At your Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really funny. My, my wife wanted to take a picture, and she goes, is that Travis Kelsey's brother? 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, hey, that's Jason Kelsey. That's the guy going to the Hall of Fame for the Philadelphia Eagles as soon as he retires. So she goes, oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Let's take a picture with him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sal, great stuff as always. Sorry I didn't react to the Belichick uh, downer uh, news okay. on that. Yeah, now we I appreciate know why. it. Yeah, now you know why. <laughs> exactly right. Sal Pantonio, he'll cover, of course, and it will be covering all of the action around the Eagles and the Chiefs. 815 Eastern, Monday night, Super Bowl rematch, Monday night football on ESPN. It is Greeny. I am Evan Cohen. He is Hembo. In for Greeny today. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycle, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Turnover machine. That's the way I've described one of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he still one of the best? We'll get to that coming up. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Along with Hembo, Evan Cohen with you in for Greeny today. Normally you can hear me along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, 6A to 10A Eastern on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Well, I was lucky enough yesterday to be a part of Greeny. You can go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Because Hembo, you and I have been bickering and arguing about Josh Allen. And you think all the turnovers with Josh Allen are much ado about nothing I think that they really matter way more than you do. Josh Allen's offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, got fired, and Josh Allen spoke to the media yesterday about the pressure on the team right now. Our back's against the wall. You know, the clock's ticking on, on what we can do this season, and it starts this Sunday to, to try to turn this thing around. I, I got to be better. Uh, we got to be better as an offense, turnover-wise. It's, it's abysmal when we lose. We're not, we're not a broken offense. We're not a broken team. But the splits... That compared to when we win and, and when we lose are massive. And again, that's, that's on my shoulders, and we got to be better. I got to be better. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a little game, and you guys can play with us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The next three years, quarterbacks you would definitively take over Josh Allen for the next three years. 
I know you're going to have a million questions before we start. So what, what would you like to – do we need any other kind of caveats, characteristics? Are we factoring, factoring in contracts here? I think no, probably. Let's, let's not factor in contra- uh, contracts just for the sake of simplicity. Okay. But the word that you used was definitively, which is, I think, a very strong qualifier. Yes. Because there's a – like Patrick Mahomes is on the top of that food chain, on the top of that hierarchy, and then there's a big gap. The gap, once you get there, I think you could definitely make a strong argument for or against a lot of guys. So the, the, the term definitively, to me, is the operative one. Okay, here. I have to ask. I know I asked you for the caveats. Now I'm thinking of caveats. Are we doing it with the team that they're on? Let's, con- let's, uh, let's context neutralize it, just so that we don't have to worry about any of those things. Empty, empty 53-man Redrafting roster. the whole freaking league. Okay. All right. Contracts, not an issue. Okay, so here we go. That's here the we best go. way to do it, just so we're like, talking about who is going to be better all things notwithstanding. Okay, Bubba, Cam, jump in on this as well, all right? So here we go. AFC East, is there a quarterback that you would take over him for the next three years? I would take Tua. You would take Tua over Josh Allen for the next three years? Yeah. No. Uh, Cam, Bubba, do you guys agree with me or Evan? I'm still going Josh Allen on that one, but I think it is maybe closer than Hembo would give it credit for. Yeah, I do too. Bubba? Probably, I'm probably sticking with Allen slightly. I would, Yes, very slight, Allen. Three to one. Okay, so we have him out. Not definitively. There right. you go. AFC North, definitively two guys. I'm definitely taking Lamar Jackson, and I am definitely taking Joe Burrow. I'm definitely taking Joe Burrow. What is your hesitation on Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, mm-hmm. who has been successful in this league for a long period of time, who's way more of a passer than people realize? Now, I understand he has fourth-quarter turnovers, but what's your hesitation on Lamar? Look, Lamar Jackson is great, but the word definitively is a strong one. I think Josh Allen in that offense, would, it would look something approximating what it does now, and I don't think the problems that Josh Allen is experiencing in Buffalo are unique to him. I... I I think that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are very comparable players. Is Lamar more accomplished? Sure. But since 2020, Josh Allen's been clearly and obviously the better player. So I'm not going to say, I think those guys are very close, but I'll say, I will say Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. Cam, Bubba, break the tie. I think I'm taking Lamar. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Burrow, right. Burrow and Lamar. Definitively. Well. Okay, so we got Lamar. We, so got we two. have two. We got two. All right, AFC South, definitively two. Definitively, too. CJ Stroud has shown me enough that I want him over Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence is tricky because Trevor Lawrence is a lot based on projection, not based on actually what he's done. You, have, you look at that team and you think he's had a better season than he's had, and I love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to end up being the second-best QB of this era behind Patrick Mahomes. That's how good I think he's going to be. But he's actually done nothing to show me that in terms mm-hmm. of what you care about a lot, right. which is numbers and, and to back up eye test. But I will take two guys over Josh I Allen. I can't take Trevor Lawrence over Josh Allen for the next three years just because I've not seen him play at a high level over a sustained period of time. And with C.J. Stroud, it's just a sample size issue for me. I mean, I think C.J. Stroud has been... You can't be better as a rookie than he's been. You just can't. I mean, what he's doing is so incredible. It's so rare. He's got nothing around him. That team stinks, or at least it should stink. But again, for, like, it's been nine games. I just can't say yes for either guy. Cam, Bubba? I think I'm with Hembo here. Yeah, I'm taking Allen over Lawrence, and I'm willing to take the risk on Stroud over, over Allen. Okay. I think you guys are nuts on Lawrence. Absolutely. I think Put every— I every, wanted to okay. win a big—he yeah, won the, the wild card game. I wanted to be great, but do something. But, yeah, he need, he, every time the, the, we're like, oh, the Jaguars, this is when we're going to figure out if they're good, they lay an egg. So the 27-point comeback in the postseason is not I'm enough? saying that was good, but I think that <laughs> I was more so, about Cam. the Chargers 
falling apart. Then. And how about taking his family to the Waffle House after that? Mm. That was fantastic. Do we factor that, that in? A it's a tiebreaker. A big okay. game win okay. by Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's what I would tell you. I think 31 of 32 coaches in the league would take Trevor Lawrence no over Josh Allen. No way. Oh, yeah. I think the only one that wouldn't is Sean McDermott. I think 31, 31 of 32 would take Trevor Lawrence over Josh Allen. That's an inflammatory opinion. That's not inflammatory. It's one guy who I think I can coach out of mistakes versus another guy who I don't. Like, my biggest – we're going to finish this list, but a side note to this. Man. Josh Allen needs a boss, not a peer. There are quarterbacks across the league that you would look at and say, it's really good that they have their equal as their head coach. Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh feel like equals. They're partners in this. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes feel like partners in this, equals in this. I think that he needs a boss. He needs Bill Parcells' type to come in there and say, I'm sorry, Josh, I know you're averaging 35 pass attempts a game. We're going to probably go 15 to 20. Yeah, but coach, no, yeah, but coach, these are the plays. You run them. Or you sit. Simple as that. Hmm. He needs someone to tell him, you are not allowed to do it this way. You cannot keep turning the ball over. You cannot keep throwing the ball to the wrong team. We are going to limit what you're doing now, and we're going to build you back up. We are going to increase the number of run attempts, 4.8 per game, and we're going to decrease the number of pass attempts, 35 per game, and we're going to make that closer to equal because Josh Allen became a franchise quarterback because he can run and pass. And when he became a franchise quarterback, they eliminated the run because they don't want to get their franchise quarterback hurt, which actually hurt his game. Yeah, I think the Bills should major in the run game too. And I don't disagree with the war that you just said, to be totally honest, but that doesn't make him worse than Trevor Lawrence over the next three years. Well, I think that I would take Trevor Lawrence over him. So we only are now going to say Stroud because we have 3-1 on Stroud. You're the only one who's out on that? Cam no, and Bubba ran Cam on was that, with I me thought. on that, too. Oh, so we're tied? So, again, definitive. Your word, not oh, mine. Oh, God. Why did I say that? All right, so Mahomes, yes, AFC West, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Um, Herbert? Yes. Yep. Yes. Taking Herbert. Okay, well, I, I think— Well, Al- we're good. We're good. That's three. You guys are already good. To me, like, uh, Herbert, Jackson, and Allen are almost interchangeable in this discussion, but you guys say three to one. This is how we do it. This By the way, okay, in terms of, like, me, if I didn't have you guys to actually do smart things and me just doing dumb things yeah. here— um, Tua, just AFC quarterbacks, Tua, Lamar, Burrow, Lawrence, Stroud. I sneaky love Levis, but I won't go there yet. Mahomes. Come on. I would take Herbert. You ready for the last one? Aiden O'Connell. You're going to say Russell Wilson. You're damn right I am. You would rather have Russell Wilson than Josh Allen for the next three years? Somebody that gives my team the ball versus the other team the ball? Yeah. Okay, so here's the, here's the rule we're he making. He gives Russell the other Wilson team the ball. 35. I understand that, but he like Russell Wilson this year has proved to be really coachable. Russell Wilson last year had fewer touchdown passes than bathrooms in his own home. How many bathrooms does he have? He has like 12 bathrooms in his home. Oh, yeah. He a threw 16 Lil touchdowns. Lil Wayne has a great line <laughs> and steady mobbing. I can't say it, but it's I got 10 bathrooms. I could whatever. Okay, now um, let's go to the NFC. Philadelphia, are we taking Jalen Hurts? Yes. I, oh, yes. that's nice of you. Okay, good. So um, I would take Dak. I said it the other day. I'm taking Dak. I'm not taking Dak. I'm not either. That is the most so fair close. comp, by it's the so way. so close. That is the most fair comp yeah. for Josh Allen. Right, We don't look at it that way because one wears a star in his helmet and the other one does not. Hmm. So we have Burrow, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert. Oh, no, is Herbert out? We're in. Herbert's in. Herbert's in. And Jalen Hurts. Okay. We're not taking, obviously, Sam Howell. We're not taking, obviously, anybody in the Giants. I'm taking Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. How good's the chicken parm that he eats? Can we factor that in? It's got to be legendary. 
It's I got, bet a, it's, it's got like I like a lot of extra sauce in the chicken parm where it almost feels like a soup. I, I no, totally. Is this his mom's chicken well, he's parm? He's going with the vodka sauce too. I thought that was interesting. Well, either way, I mean, don't you want the extra stuff where it's like literally like it's a piece of chicken and cheese, almost as if it's in a tomato soup. Or vodka sauce very, soup. I would love to have the chicken. Is parm he easy. making it? Or is his mother? He doesn't even make it. his own bed. Yeah, There's no on. way he's making his chicken parm. Does yeah. Tommy DeVito make his bed if he's living in his parents' yeah. house? Is a great question. He, he said really he doesn't. Is. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, nobody in the NFC North, right? Nobody in the NFC North. I mean, Kirk Cousins is better than him, but nobody in the NFC North. You heard what I said. Kirk Cousins, if you're going to go based on numbers, is better than him. <laughs> well, what numbers? <laughs> the ones where he doesn't give the ball. Because you only team. care about one number. Yeah. You you view interception avoidance as like as the most important thing in quarterback play. Yeah, it is not. There was a time based in- on who? Based on you or based like Bill Belichick said he wants accuracy and decision making. Right. Josh Allen doesn't provide me either of those. Yeah, but Josh neither does Mac Jones. So, so yeah, Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions, but I think we can only make that point if we also note that he leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Yeah, so he offsets a lot of his stuff. If you throw a touchdown, that's seven points for your team. If you throw an interception, the other team might score. The delta between the two, the difference uh, between the two, is the number that actually matters. He's also completing 70% of his passes. He's more accurate now than ever before. He's taking less sacks than ever before. Explain something to me. How come that he's wide receiver, his best wide receiver, who is Steph Diggs? I'm not even going to bring up his brother complaining about Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, which is important in my opinion, but I won't even go there. I'll just use numbers. How come he leads the league in receptions and he's complaining? See, I think that's a great question, and I suspect that it's actually personal. Like, I think there's stuff there that we don't know. I think he wants to win. That is causing that. Well, that's the anti-Devontae Adams, at least we thought early on, right? Devontae Adams wanted more numbers, and while they were winning, and Devontae Adams obviously was proven to be right, that uh-huh. something was wrong there. But anyway, to finish, By the way, I think I'm yeah. with that, but I'm taking Kirk Cousins. I'm going Cousins. That's insane. Oh, yeah. You guys, go, you, go for it, Bubba. Your go. teams will go nine no, and eight. I, I'm stepping back. Go for it, Bubba. Let's do it. I mean, all the guy does is throw touchdowns. His teammates love him. He's, he's you know, he might be hurt right now, but apart from that... <laughs> He's, he's a good quarterback. Evan, are you taking Jared Goff as well then? I would because I just wouldn't want Josh Allen as my quarterback. But no, I, I, I'm not even going to bring that up because I know I'll get shot down immediately unless somebody wants to back that up. Like, it sounds like you're saying Josh Allen is not only not a top 10 quarterback, but he's a bottom 10 quarterback. It's not that I'm saying that. I'm just saying as, you know, as an ex-player like I am, and I did play quarterback in high school right. horribly, that always threw the ball to the other team. So right. this is maybe like self-loathing. You know all yeah, about you're just it. relating. Yeah. Um, I just can't get over how much he turns the ball over. And I know, Hembo, I know how many touchdowns he also throws. But to finish off this list, let's yeah, just go. Because I, I wouldn't have bottom ten. I'm not going to be that stupid. I don't think anybody in the NFC South, not a bold statement there, right? I mean, you can't take Bryce Young. I would take Purdy over him. That's insane. You take Brock Purdy in, in, on a neutral, hey, uh, in a neutral I'm not setting? Do, I'm not doing that. In a neutral setting? Yeah, I would. I'm taking Josh Allen. Because he hasn't thrown interceptions in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I mean, Did you see what happened the minute Debo Samuel and Trent Williams left? I'm glad you said the second one. I think it's more Trent Williams than it is if Debo Samuel. Josh Allen played for the 49ers, he would win the MVP, and they would win the Super Bowl every year. No chance. Every year they no would No chance. How, okay, this, I'm glad we landed here. Let's go here. So when you're talking about a team in San Francisco that has so many weapons, and I, when I say so many weapons, I mean unconventional weapons. I mean they have the best fullback in the sport in Kyle Juszczyk. They have a tight end in George Kittle who's amazing. They have their best wide receiver who's an amazing running back in Debo Samuel. They have their best offensive lineman who I think is the best offensive lineman in the sport in Trent Williams 
who in many ways is a lead blocker at times on, on a sweeper. Like, they do things that it's different. And it's all based on timing. It's all based on getting the ball to the right person at the right time and not giving the ball to the other team and letting all the obvious ones, Ayuk, Debo, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, do their job. Josh Allen has proven that he won't let them do their job in the way in which a non quote-unquote, star quarterback will. I don't know how you could look at San Francisco and apply the way Josh Allen plays to them and think it would make them better when he... I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan couldn't make him better, but the way he is right now, he would give the ball to the other team way more than Purdy gave the ball to the other team. Yeah, and he would also have a 60-touchdown season. I don't buy it. I don't. You're telling me if you put Josh Allen in this hypothetical of the San Francisco 49ers, they win multiple Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't buy it. I think I, I, I think on a blank a, a blank space team or a, a right, blank Taylor. blank slate team. Sorry, sorry, Travis. Um, I'm still taking Josh Allen, but I do agree with Evan that he doesn't fit in the San Francisco offense. Fair enough. But if Kyle Shanahan had him, he, he probably would make he would him modify fit. what he does. I'm sure. So, yeah. Okay. So then we're coming back to the same thing. He needs a boss. He needs somebody who's going to say, this is what you're doing. This is how you're doing it. Yeah, Because that's what you're saying. You're saying Kyle Shannon would say, this is the offense we run. This is the goal of the offense. You'll get to the 60 touchdowns that Hembo said you'll have. Yeah. But you're going to get to them by way of this specific system, mm-hmm. not whatever the heck you're doing in Buffalo. So the, there was one point that you made yesterday that I liked a lot that I thought about. Only some. one. I was on for about five hours yesterday, and there was one singular point that ESPN paid me to make. That Hembo liked. Yeah, better, you're good for one a day. One a than, day. Better than most days, to be honest. <laughs> so Josh Allen has had the luxury of playing across the number one defense in the NFL. From the moment he stepped onto a football field in his NFL career, through last year, the Bills had the number one defense in the whole league. And do you know what that allowed him to do? Be Josh Allen. Be way more aggressive. Because he knew that if he did turn the ball over, it would not likely bite his team in the butt. That's not the case this year. Right now, by efficiency, which is my favorite metric because it takes into account who you play, the Bills rank 16th in defense. And Josh Allen has not in any way modified his recklessness by any stretch. In fact, he's probably amplified it to some degree. I do agree with you more than you even think that Josh Allen does need to grow up. Josh Allen has not gotten better between the ears. He doesn't see the game better than he did two or three years ago. That doesn't mean that he's not a top 10 quarterback because he is. But it does mean that without the luxury of having a defense to save his bacon after he turns the football over, there is no question that he has to be more risk-averse in the second half of the season if they're going to save their playoff chances. So I just want to make sure I understand this. Mm -hmm. God, I love Hembo. So Bubba and Cam, did he just blame the defense for Josh Allen's turnovers? Because their defense is not as good, they're not making up for the Josh Allen turnover. Is that what just happened here? Yeah, I mean, I think they're exacerbated by the fact that the defense has so many injuries, but I don't think that but excuses them. But no, he's blaming them. them. Yeah, yeah. He's saying that last year, because he had a great defense... I mean, this guy just loves Josh Allen more than you know, more than anyone ever will, so he'll come up with any excuse All right, let, let's, ra- let's wrap this up. Evan, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, because Kyler Murray's the same thing, and he's, but he's smaller. So Geno take- Smith, Josh Allen. Oh my God. Gino's had a bad run here of a lot of turnovers, so I'll take Josh Allen. He Go had ahead. a 10 year bad run. Oh, I know. Go ahead. Other ones? I think that's it, right? We finish it up? No, I don't know if there was any other guys. It's like half the league, dude. <laughs> so honestly, he did say 10 to 16 yesterday. Yes. I was like, he's not a top you're, 10 um, quarterback. Bubba is with me, I think, right? He's in the 10 to 16? I, I, based on how he's playing right now, yes. I would say yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not some bold statement. Yeah, I think it's pretty bold. I think it's, a, I think it's more of a non-standard opinion than mine, but we're definitely on different he, ends of the, the spectrum. I think he has the talent to be a top five. He's not playing like a top ten. 
The most interesting thing, like I would, I like we're running out of time. I know. I wish like Dan Orlovsky. Well, Dan Orlovsky loves him, so maybe that's the bad one. He loves but, like, all quarterbacks, right? But let let's just say Dan Orlovsky. If Dan Orlovsky, Zach Wilson, right? If Dan Orlovsky was sitting here, I would love to know how long it would take Kyle Shanahan to get him right. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't want to, want to go to the extreme of would he be better than Purdy. Right. How long does it take for a Kyle Shanahan to say, you're not playing this way or that way, you're going to play hmm. this way? All right, so I'm going to do this on the air. Are we doing sneaky hembo trivia now? You want it? Or, or do we want it after the break? Because oh, you ask we're going to ask the question, ask yeah. the and but, then we break, right. and then we answer on okay, the Okay, but side. before oh, you do that, time? I do want to tell everybody, uh, Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Hembo, what do you have? So Tom Brady is one of two Patriots that played at least 250 games for Bill Belichick. My question for you, who is the other? Who played the second most games for the Patriots under Bill Belichick? We will get the sneaky Hembo trivia coming up. The answer to that question next, ESPN Radio. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Heineken Riverdeck Pier 17. On ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, Smart Speaker, ESPN app, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, with you. Before we get to the sneaky Hembo trivia, if you're out there dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. And they're the only place you can find proven, tough, Duralast batteries. So the next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. All right, Hembo, what is the trivia for today? So Tom Brady is one of two Patriots that played at least 250 games for Bill Belichick. That includes the playoffs. My question to you gentlemen is, who is the other Patriot? And the Patriot played all 250 with the Patriots. Not necessarily. Meaning like he played for Belichick. Wait, all the what? games for Belichick were with the Patriots, not the Browns and the Patriots. That's no, right. But he could have played for another team. That, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I'm sorry. But the 250 I, I, was with the Patriots. Got it. Yes. Okay. All right. You want like to I said guess? in the break, you have a way of overthinking. Yeah. I'll, I'll start because I think I'm going to be the worst at this. I'm going to go. I don't think this is right. This is uh, Devin McCourty. Uh, that was a thought, but I don't think that's right. I don't think he's long enough, but. That's my best Baba, guess. you want to go? All right. My first thought was Troy Brown, but I, mm. I since changed it to no. Matthew Slater. No, 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 no. That doesn't wait, that is not allowed. What just happened here? What? Because Matthew Slater was going to be my guest. You said Troy Brown. You, no, wait, I, I, wait a my second. My official guess is Matthew. You can have the same guess as me. It's okay. No, but you just said two names. What do you think? This is the, the Colts at the top of the 90 or 91 draft where they I'm had Steve Edmund and Quentin Coriat? What are we this, doing this here? This is the trust tree. Everyone, 
I trust you to say what you were going to originally yeah, you're say. Gonna, okay, well, I'm going to give you seven guys no, now. Evan, but my Evan, guess is Evan, Matt, you don't understand the rules of this game. I've played this game say, and I've listened to the game. You're allowed to say the same answer as someone. And my official guess is Matthew. You if, can if still say Brown, Matthew I'm Slater. Wrong. I know, but here's the thing. I wanted to be right. I'm pretty sure Slater is right. And if you just went with Brown, then you guys would have been wrong and I would be okay, right. Well, I now you can that, be right with Bubba. Are Bubba and I right? Is it Matthew Slater? The correct answer is... Matthew Slater. Oh, that's how you do it. Tom Brady is first at 326. Matthew Slater second at 258. Steven Gostowski third. I would not have thought that one. That is very interesting. And then Devin McCourty fourth Cam at 229. I was right there. Gostkowski would have been like the sneakiest of all sneaky, yeah. but he would not have been right. Wow. Yeah, you should have done that. Yeah, because I know Vinatieri. That was my first stop, and I was like, he wasn't there long enough. No. Didn't even think of Gostkowski. Cam, update almost, the standings. I almost said Kevin Falk. Where uh, is he? He's much lower on the list. Oh. Well, we, the, the, he's a running back. The standings don't count today since Greeny's not here, so oh, that's, that's, not a, that's a freebie. What do you mean so, they don't count? We, don't, we never do it when we're not all together. Oh. You know what? Um, There's a lot of does interesting anyone rules understand on this. how we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. You're holding against me, Bubba. This is our own, this <laughs> Your own crew. It's my own segment. What are you telling me? I seem to understand. I made up the rules for Hembo's segment. This is the one thing I know how to do. You know what's amazing? You do it great. I'm going to flip this because I love Bubba and Cam. I'm going to flip this on you, Hembo. Let's just pretend Hembo's not here, Bubba Cam, the, the whole point Please of do. this is sneaky Hembo trivia, right? There's nothing sneaky about a player that his father was a Hall of Famer in Jackie Slater. Right. There's nothing sneaky about this guy. If you ever watch social media, he's the one that leads all the Patriots post-game chants and cheers, and he's kind of known-ish amongst special teamers that are not normally known. The sneaky Hembo trivia would have been behind the obvious – of Tom Brady, he's number one. I'm not going to tell you who number two is. Who's number three all time? We never would have gotten that. So are you now telling me yeah. how to do trivia? That's correct. Would you tell Vincent Van Gogh how to paint? Well, he wouldn't hear me. <laughs> that was so messed up. <laughs> Too soon. Sorry, Vincent. <laughs> Too soon. Vincent Van Gogh was painting during the same era that, that it, when Hembo loved baseball. Yeah, I do. Exactly. Yes. I mean, that was that was. All the, right. Give me, the a couple, give me a couple of minutes on Vinnie Van Gogh. Go ahead. What <laughs> no, do you got? What no, do you no, got? No. no. Come on. I want to hear Vinnie Van Gogh. I'm much more into the Napoleonic Wars, into, oh, I know. My, into my Mount Rushmore of all-time military commanders and, and such frivolous You can't things. give me Mount Rushmore of artists? No. I, I'm, not, I'm not good at that. Like, I'm, I'm, my knowledge is much less useful than that. All right. You want fine. to do the, the 1910 American League batting race? I got you. If you yeah, want I would like to know. <laughs> who, was, who led the American League in batting in 1910? I mean, Ty Cobb and Napalajoui were always among the very top of the leaderboards in uh, the early 19-aughts. And um, there was actually one year, real quick, I will do this digression very quickly. Ty Cobb was hated so much that on the very last day of the season, the opponent, the team that Napalajoui's team was playing, put their the third, team what? what, did it, what did the opponent, the team that Napalajoui's team was playing. Okay. Oh, that's the person. Napalajoui, the person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the top five second basemen that ever lived. Mind, I know. Bob and I were texting about it earlier. Mind you, as we all were. They played their third baseman in left field so Nap Lajouet could go eight for eight on bunting. Bunting. Like, just like, here are eight hits so that you win the, the, the batting title instead of Ty Cobb. That's how much they hated Ty Cobb. I'm into and that. he beat him by 0.01. 
Nap Lageway 383, Tycom 382. Those? How would you feel about those unwritten rules right there? Seriously. You'd be, you'd be furious if that happened today. They did wind up both getting free cars out of it. That yeah. was At the time, that was the most important piece of it. Is that the, Car, you know, horse, those, and buggy. What was, <laughs> no, no, no. That was, that was one of the, the early days. I mean, this is just yeah. after the car was invented. Did so Nap Lageway do win. a bat flip after each of his eight months? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is great. That was uh, frowned upon uh, 110 years ago. Kim. Yeah. All right. Bengals, Ravens tonight, Thursday night football. Um, question for you guys. Mm. The Ravens win as the division over. If the Ravens win, is that division over? When you think about these two teams, Baltimore is seven and three, the Bengals are five and four. Kenny Pickett is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been less than spectacular. They have arguably the best coach in the league this year in Mike Tomlin. There is not a coach outside of Eric Spolstra in sports that is better with everything and better with nothing than Mike Tomlin. He's great at both. Normally you're just great at one. When you have everything or have nothing, Deshaun Watson's hurt. Is the division over if they win tonight? Uh, it is over, barring another Lamar Jackson late-season injury. But Baltimore is, I think, clearly and obviously the best team in their division. If they bank another win tonight, I think they'll cruise so long as that guy stays on the field. I think you're right about that. And that's not a knock on anybody else. It's more so a compliment to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think that they are that good that the division could be over if they win tonight. Carlin versus Joe coming up next on ESPN Radio. It's Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now I'm waiting for your butt. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.